It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is a Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Joe Medora on this 29th day of June, 6.06 on the clock and 83 degrees and mostly sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting and phone lines are always open at 740-592-6646. That's 740 Six six four six. A busy weekend for Athens baseball, but Joey, it's been a weekend. How you been? Uh, pretty good. Uh, as I mentioned, as you just mentioned, a lot of baseball. It was nice to. Of course, we wanted to see Athens move on, but uh, it was it was nice having Sunday off. Uh, we got even more coming up this week. I mean, it's another tournament over the weekend. They got a couple regular, se- a couple more regular season games, so it uh, it doesn't really slow down for us here when it comes to uh, the local baseball-wise. No, I can't believe it, but it, it seems like the season has already gone by quick. I say early a lot in the broadcast. That's just because it's been, what, maybe two, three weeks? Uh, but we're already deep into the schedule, and now you know the next game will be tomorrow at 7 o'clock against Alexander. Then Wednesday, they'll have sort of a doubleheader. They'll complete that first game that they had a couple Thursdays ago, and then they'll go into the next game, so there will be a doubleheader for Wednesday. Uh, that second game slated for 1 o'clock, but that might change. Friday, they start the Lancaster tournament. They got Friday at 2.30, uh, Saturday at 12 and 2.30, and then if they make it uh, further on into the tournament Sunday at times to be determined. Then they got Parkersburg next week on the 8th, and then the Chillicothe tournament to wrap their season up. Uh, but we say, you know, it's it's been a, a fun year so far, uh, but two more tournaments left to play, two more things left to go for until we have really well reds baseball back on the radio uh sometime in the near future so we got athens then we go to reds uh but it's you know they uh it's been a season you know they uh these guys been playing hard they've been having fun and uh, i i just can't believe that you know like a blink of an eye it's almost over yeah well i mean they only had 20 it's around 20 games scheduled to begin with so you know it was kind of going to go quickly especially at the pace they're playing three four games every week for a few weeks. I mean, it's just good to have the season to begin with. Um, I think this weekend you saw, I think we learned that out of these teams that are going to be playing, they are not outmatched by any of them. I think you would agree with that. There wasn't a single game that you looked at they played this past weekend in the tournament and you were like, this team is a lot better than Athens. That it, it, it just wasn't the case. Right. Yeah, and they were again, like I said, they were in every game. They uh, they only lost when they lost uh, by a game. It was by either two runs or three runs for for the final game against uh, that Steubenville Jefferson County team post 33. Uh, but they were in every single game that they they had. A couple mistakes, you know, first and thirds kind of hurt Athens a little bit. Uh, but outside of clean up defensively, you know, these might be one two run ball games uh, in favor of Athens. Yeah. So it's it's. They're right there. They're on the cusp. Uh, but, of course, they didn't have that you know, spring season to really have you know, the practice and the training and, and going through so on and so forth. Uh, but still, I mean, they, they put together some, some good baseball this weekend and just could not could not uh, get over that hump. Yeah, I, the, the, the defensive mistakes on uh, base running did, uh, did, did hurt them for sure. Just, you know, 
and it happens. You know, it's a common play, especially in tournament ball when you're just trying to get, especially pool players, trying to get out in front at some point. And hopefully, you can carry that momentum. So you do a lot of things to try to manufacture runs. And a big thing that teams were doing is they would steal the runner from first and third, or he'd get picked off on purpose, and then he'd get in a rundown, and the runner from third would come in to score. And Athens, they did get one guy tagged out at it once, but they, they struggled with it because mostly what you want to do in that situation is just get the ball home. Let the kid take second base. I mean, he's going to get it anyway if he wants to. He can st- let him stand out in between first and second all day if he wants to. Just make sure the run doesn't score, especially when there's two away in the inning. You know, you're already one out away from getting out of it, so you don't want to make a stupid mistake and let them have a run. And, you know, they, they, at times they threw the ball around. Uh, you had some base running mistakes. You know, it's just things you expect. You play a lot of baseball on a weekend. You get tired, sluggish. You're out there in the hot sun all day, and you make mis- sometimes you make mental errors. And this should help them coming up for the Lancaster tournament because I think yeah, Lancaster's got to be as close to uh, what they just experienced this weekend as well because they've got a lot of games coming up. Uh, you know, Friday, I think two on Saturday, and then see how far they make it. Uh, but then a couple more games on Sunday, should they make it that far. Uh, the good thing is, you know, without playing on Sunday you know, yesterday, Athens does not have to, you know, worry about, all right, are we overusing an arm? You know, they get an off day, they get a break, they get to recuperate until they go off into this week. I think what you also have to look at, you have Carson Baker coming back. He was on vacation for this tournament. You know, he's starting catcher, uh, a big bat in the order as well. Uh, I think there's a couple situations where they had runners in scoring position. If Carson Baker's up, he might get a hit to keep an inning rolling. And uh, they, just, they missed him. I mean, it's not like Costable's a bad option at catcher. He does a good job, too. He puts the ball in play as well. They don't really, I mean, hitting the ball isn't really this team's issue. They have spurts where they, you know, they have a couple three-up, three-down innings, but it's not like they're striking out too much. Uh, they, they do a good job putting ball in play. They're hitting 293 as a team so far this summer. You know, they're, you're hovering around 300. That's not bad at all. Right. I mean, as a team, they, they've been putting the ball in play. I mean, I've been impressed with Reese Lonis. Lonis continues to hit all season long at 441. Uh, of course, you know, Trainer smoked the ball a couple times. Trainer's hitting 455, uh, but he, he hit the ball right at the third baseman. I mean, he, he right. hit the ball hard, but he just hit it right at a guy. And you got to look at not only the Jefferson County game, but uh, who was the first? Hillsboro was that the first game we called? Yeah, Hillsboro was the first game we called, and they beat Ashland. Ashland went on to win the whole thing. Yeah, they beat that? Jefferson County. And, and they beat them handily, too. They beat yeah. 8-2. to two. So that just goes to show you how good Preston Hayes was shutting down uh, Ashland in that first game. They won 8-2. to two. They won, uh, as you said, <laughs> Athens won handily against Ashland, and then Ashland you know, crushed the rest of the competition. So you knew Athens was right there, uh, but yeah. it's what baseball. it is. Sometimes the ball bounces your way, and sometimes it doesn't. And, uh, you know, you need some breaks throughout a summer to, to have a successful team. It's the same in Major League Baseball. You think, I mean... Teams don't win 90, 100 games on just pure skill the entire time. you got to have balls bounce your way. And it didn't really happen for Athens this weekend. Like we talked about the point I was making, Trainer smoked the ball against Hillsborough with a couple runners on. If it gets into the outfield and not caught by the third baseman, probably a run, the tying run comes in to score, and Athens probably goes on to take the lead. And then they're 2-0 and instead of 1-1, one and one. and then the outlook changes completely. And then same thing. They were starting to rally a little bit. Cornwell roped the double to score a run. It was 5-2. There were two runners in scoring position, and Trainer again ropes one right at the third baseman. It turned into a double play. So, you know, it's just I had a couple tough breaks. Um, but like we said, they're right there. You know, they clean some things up. They, you, you could definitely see them going on to win one or the next two of these tournaments. 
Yeah, you could. And uh, you know, taking a look now at, at this tournament coming up this weekend, right? Because this will be the Lancaster Post 11 28th Annual Baseball Classic July 2nd through July 5th uh, here in 2020. All games played at Beavers Fields. Admission is free, which is also a good thing. Uh, but you know, a couple teams, right? It's just like the the uh, tournament we were in, uh, Chillicothe, where they broke it down into divisions, right? They have Division One, and then they have Division Two instead of an A and B division. Uh, but Athens is in Division Two, and they will face off against Lancaster Post Eleven Blue, uh, Troy, uh, and Colts Elite. But so those are a couple teams that that Athens will see. Uh, the Colts Elite, I believe that's Chillicothe. Yeah. I, I think that's Chillicothe, but yeah. the couple, uh, you know, Trevor seems to think that we'll, we've got uh, Steubenville, Jefferson County, post 33, uh, coming up again this weekend, too. Or maybe it's the, the next uh, Chillicothe tournament. Uh, but either way, I think, uh, yeah, at least going off of what the team website says, I don't see the, the Chillicothe or the um, post 33 Jefferson County Steubenville team. Uh, so I, I think that Athens is able to miss them this weekend. Uh, because it's, you know, again, Athens-Troy, Colts Elite, and Lancaster uh, post-11 blue. Should Athens win in the pool play, they get themselves some kind of uh, a seating, and they get, uh, it's not like a guaranteed bracket, from my, my understanding. Uh, so I, I think it is, you know, to make it to Sunday, uh, pool B2, number two, pool play, pool A, number one. So you have to be one of two to advance over into that, uh, further into the bracket. You can't be the, the four seed like Athens was, and try to make your way all the way back up to the top. So, what do you mean by that? So, uh, what I mean is... Like they're only taking the top two teams from each? Yeah, that's that's what it looks like. So, on Saturday, right? I'll, I'll go through the schedule right here as I, I got it up on the screen in front of me. Uh, so, this tournament actually starts on Thursday. However, Athens' first game will start on Friday. Uh, on Friday, Athens is in Pool B, uh, so that Division Two, and Athens at 2.30 will be against uh, Troy. So not Troy Bowen, but Team Troy uh, later on, 2.30 on Friday. That'll be a, a game we have broadcasted. Then on Saturday, Athens has two games. One game starting at 12 o'clock against Colts Elite, and then a 2.30 game against Lancaster Post 11 Blue. Uh, should Athens come out on top, if they are the one seed or the two seed, it's you got four teams in that B division. So if Athens is one or two, they will then face off against on Sunday in the semifinals uh, who they will... So essentially this is less games before you get to the championship. Yeah, because They're not taking everybody out of each uh, group. They're only taking the top two. Right, so it'll be whoever's the second seed against the Pool A first seed yeah. and then they'll have a game at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Then on game two, it'll be the... the winners uh, of the two. Right, it'll be gotcha. uh, pool pool A number two against pool B number one. Uh, so then that they'll play, and then winner of game two, winner of game one, uh, will play uh, on Sunday at five o'clock. And then there will be so it sees there's a, a couple of quote unquote friendly games, right? So pool A number four, pool B number four. So four and four will play, and then three and three. Uh, so so I guess you get you do, a consolation game if you don't move on to the. Yeah, you get a little bit of a consolation game. And then uh, the championship game on Sunday would be at five o'clock. Uh, that that the one thing that I liked about the, the long Chillicothe, yeah. <laughs> the one thing about the Chillicothe tournament is, you know, if you make it to the, the semifinals, it's at nine o'clock, and if you make the championship, it's at twelve, and then you have the rest of the day. Uh, you know, you can go home and enjoy the rest of your weekends. Uh, but 
with this, it looks like you got a five o'clock game uh, if you make it all the way to the championship round. And you know, if Athens plays you know, slightly better than they did this past weekend, I think they can make some real noise uh, going into this Lancaster tournament. I don't think that really any team is too far advanced. No. at this point. No. I mean, of course, we haven't seen all these teams yet. Chillicothe, the Colts team that you just mentioned, they were in this tournament. We've seen them play Lan- Lancaster already. Um, and then yeah, the Jefferson County team who, I mean, everybody talked about them like they were world beaters. And, you know, they didn't look like anything. They didn't look unbeatable by any. They got beat by Ashland. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's baseball. Man. You, you got a chance anytime you step out on the diamond, and especially this Athens team. They got a solid group of players. Uh, they're playing decent. They just got to clean some things up. Yeah, I think this was kind of the first time we saw some uh, some kind of rust from not really getting to play a full spring season. Just, you know, some miscues on certain situations, some base running mistakes. But, you know, uh, they got a couple of games this week. Uh, you know, I guess two and a half, you could call it, to uh, try to straighten some things out and get ready for the, this tournament. Right. And, uh, you know, Again, it, the tournament's right there in front of them. They can get it. They can go out and uh, and win this thing. Plus, you know, they can use that uh, and, and try to get better for this second Chillicothe tournament that comes up next weekend. Uh, again, next weekend, that that's kind of it. So they, they, I, I would bet that there's some kind of sense of urgency you know, now that we're towards the latter half of the season where, you know, maybe they want to continue and, and uh, win a couple of these ball games because they will be you know, their last for uh, for Athens High School, uh, as kind of high school players together. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, what on the for the tournament Saturday? When yeah. when would the latest game be? The Saturday's Fourth of July. So Saturday, the latest game for that. Uh, where that go? Okay. So Saturday on the Fourth of July, the latest game uh, for Athens is at two thirty. Ah, well, lovely. But there is there are five o'clock games and a uh, a seven thirty game. But Athens does not have to be in either of them. Right. Uh, but Athens at 2.30 on Saturday, July 4th. Uh, and then Colts Elite and Troy. When uh, uh, when are when does Athens pool play games? So pool play games are uh, Friday. Friday and, and Saturday. So Athens, that first pool play game, or uh, they've got two games. Two games Saturday, 12 o'clock and 2.30. Yeah. And then they've got a pool play game on Friday. We're going in reverse now. Uh, Friday, they've got a game at 2.30. Gotcha. Okay. I just wasn't, it sounded like you were saying they only had two at first. So now I get it. They got yeah, two on Saturday. Two on Saturday, one on Friday. And then if they, they win you know, more than they lose there, uh, then they get into Sunday and, and play some meaningful baseball games on Sunday instead of the, the friendly, uh, what do they call it, the friendly games. Because they, they actually break it out into two here. On so the, they are uh, guaranteed at least one game on Sunday. Uh, I, I think so. Because they'll get the consolation game or whatever. Right, and we got to see if we're going to broadcast uh, those games, if they're friendly games, on, on Sunday. We will definitely have every game that they play on Sunday should you know, they be able to you know, be playing for you know, the, the tournament championship. Uh, so if they're in that you know, 1 o'clock game or they're in that 3 o'clock game and then make it to the 5 o'clock game, of course we'll have all those, those games on the radio for you. Uh, if they're on that friendly game, um, I'm not too sure. That's a, uh, either a 9 o'clock game or an 11 o'clock game. Uh, in the morning uh, for those pool play uh, kind of consolation games. So if we got those, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll, we'll give you more information uh, later on in the week. But as of right now, uh, Saturday, uh, Friday, 2.30, we got a baseball game for you as Athens will play um, 
They've got the Troy. They've got Troy on Friday. So we've got that one on the on the, uh, the schedule. Plus, tomorrow, Alexander, which should be a fun game. But Alexander was rained out last week, and I haven't heard anything about uh, rescheduling that Alexander game. Uh, so as of right now, it's just Alexander, 7 o'clock. I think they have the junior varsity team playing around 5 o'clock. Uh, so if you get there, you might have to get there a little bit early to get some closer parking uh, to uh, Rano Fields. And then 7 o'clock will be the uh, Athens Attack uh, kind of varsity team going against Alexander. Again, 7 o'clock will be that first pitch, and then 6.50 for the uh, pregame. Yeah, and no rain in the forecast this time around. So it looks like we're going to get the Alexander game in. Yeah, and what does it say for for Wednesday? Any rain on, on Wednesday? We got no rain this whole week, baby. We're playing ball. Ice. Because it's going to get hot, though. Yeah. Especially so the weekend. It's going to be in the 90s. I think we can deal with heat. Ah, what is the yourself. Uh, I mean, it, it'd be nice for us because maybe we'd bring like a fan, but I mean, it might be a little bit hot on the field for, for the players. Well, is there a press box at this uh, next field we're going to? I got to imagine Beaver Field has one. I mean, the last time we went to Lancaster, got a little got a little sun. Uh, well, this one will be Beaver Field. So I think Beaver Field, as I see it on the website, looks like a turf field. Looks like they have uh, home Lancaster post-11 American Legion baseball. So it, it looks, at least by the pictures... Uh, looks like a nice field to play on, but if it's turf, that might get a little bit hot this weekend, too. That's true. It's very true. Uh, but anyway, time to take a short break on the sports fan. Again, phone lines are open, 740-592-6646. It's a sports fan, presented by J&K Contracting. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personal Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus, we are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DD. In association with Gruiser Realty and Building, Larry Conrath, he sells land. Larry Conrath, he sells land. Larry Conrath, he sells land. 5913015, 5913015, What was that number again? I said 5913015. If you see news happening, call 740-205-8615. That's 740-205-8615. It could win you $50 in gift certificates from Airclaws, the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce, and the station that's first with news in Southeast Ohio, 970 WATH. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. It's a sportsman right here on 970 WHCH. Mosley Mike along with Joey Medor. Got you up until 7 o'clock today on this 29th day of June. Sportsman presented by JK Contracting. And, you know, the big news, I guess, this weekend, at least for the AFC East. I the guess. NFL. 
Well, it's huge. I mean, Cam <laughs> Newton, the former MVP, gets signed by the New England Patriots, and uh, now the the Patriots kind of look a little bit more dangerous than they did uh, beforehand because Cam Newton is a. He's. I was surprised it took this long, and it seemed that the Patriots were the only team that had a general interest in Cam Newton. I, I can't imagine why that would be because Newton, he's still a good player. He got banged up a little bit, maybe, and you know, maybe the Panthers didn't have enough weapons around him, but still, like. Yeah, the Panthers had a, what's the running back McCaffrey? Yes, yeah, they had some offense, and I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it it did not work for the Panthers, but I think it can work well, for for New England there. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to look at new head coach, new offensive coordinator. They usually probably usually guys want to bring in their own quarterback, so they sign Bridgewater. Okay, that's fine. But I mean, my God, if you're Jacksonville or Chicago or. L.A. or, you know, these, these teams. I thought Pittsburgh would be a good fit as well because, you know, Ben's on his last legs as much right. as Steelers fans don't want to believe it. Apparently he's going to come back and throw for 6,000 yards this year or something. All, all the Steelers needed was a quarterback last year. They were in every game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they needed an offense. That, that's for sure. They couldn't really score points. Of course, they had their four-string quarterback at the start of the year ran right. into the offense, but I thought that was an option. And I also I also thought New England made sense, um, especially after the draft where they didn't really go for a quarterback. I thought maybe then. I do think they waited to drive the price down a little bit and uh, maybe Belichick and Kraft and them, they had a, they had a feeling that nobody was really going to, nobody else was really going to bite on him at all. So they knew they could wait around and kind of scoop him up when they wanted to, but uh, I mean, I think everybody kind of withstood him they were like, you know, it's still Belichick, so they can be solid because it's Belichick. But at the same time, if you look at that roster, you're like, they're just not that good, are they? <laughs> Offensively, unless Stidham takes a major jump. But now that you had you throw Newton in there, I think everybody had the Bills penciled in as their AFC East winner with uh, maybe even a team like the Jets. or so. I mean, some people thought that the Patriots were going to be really bad this year. Um, but I don't think you'd think that anymore. Right, there's no, about no chance that Stidham will start at all this season, right? I mean, if you sign Cam Newton through a one-year deal, and I'll read the uh, the AP article just to get you more information about it, uh, but New England Patriots reached an agreement with the free agent quarterback Cam Newton, one-year deal up to $7.5 million with incentives. Uh, Newton was the 2015 NFL MVP. He will help the defending AFC East champions move on from the departure of three-time MVP Tom Brady. Uh, who left for Tampa Bay this offseason. A three-time Pro Bowl selection, Newton remains the NFL's all-time leader in touchdowns, rushing by a quarterback. Panthers saved $19.1 million under the salary cap by releasing him on March 24th. Uh, but there's got to be no chance now that Stidham will, would start over Cam Newton, no. right? I mean, Newton's got to no. start this ballgame. No, you're not going to pay him $7.5 million to sit on the bench. Right. Also, I mean... How many times has a former MVP got paid seven and a half million? Not often. He's thirty-one. I mean, it's not like he's—he's he's not young, but he's not old either. It's not like he's Breeze, Rogers, Brady. All these guys are about to be forty, and they're still playing. Roethlisberger's up there too. He's thirty-one. Andy Dalton's what thirty-four? I think that—that <sighs> that sounds a little high. A little high for Dalton at thirty-four. I think he came in the league in twenty eleven. Didn't Cam come in the league around the same time? Let's see. Andy Dalton is 32. Okay. Yeah, so that was two years off. Uh, but still, I mean, two young quarterbacks. Dalton didn't have a bad year last year when he started. And, you know, of course, Cam Newton is a, a former MVP. Uh, I'm about to say this is kind of a skewed comparison, I well, think. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, these guys, 
It seems like the NFL with quarterbacks are going younger and younger. You know, guys like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had his replacement drafted this year. What was it, Jared Love or something? What's what's the guy? Jordan name? Love. Jordan Love. From Utah State, yes. Yeah. Traded up to get him. Yeah, so, I mean, and Rodgers is still a quality quarterback. So it just seems that teams are going younger and younger, and 31-32 is not that old. That is, you know, probably entering, if you're a good quarterback, that's probably entering your prime ages right there, right? I mean, seasoned veteran, you know, Newton with a lot of respect. I mean, he, he went to the, the Super Bowl back in 2015. So you got to, uh, I, I think that's a nice signing for New England. I think the Patriots, uh, again, they... they Somehow, somewhere, ne- they always... They're the villain past. that never dies in yeah. the movie. They always come back. We thought, all right, 20 years of Brady, then we're done. We're finally out. Right, maybe a, a year where they'll struggle. Nah, that's... Nope. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be great and win 12 or 13 games like they have in the past, but, I mean, it's... they got to be the favorite to win the division, I think. Well, I mean, so the defense for New England, I think the defense kind of carried that team a little bit last year, so defense for New England is... is pretty solid still right we take a look at special teams i think special teams are fine then you take a look at the offense offense is what what struggle for new england and who do you have edelman as wide receiver yeah your hall of famer yeah, julian edelman I don't, I don't know about hall of fame i mean ah. he's an nfl M- he's a super bowl mvp right so um, it, it, the name is mentioned but maybe it's not as considered as much right i mean that's how eli manning's getting in he's a two-time uh, Super Bowl MVP. We're not going down this road again. Edelman is not a Hall of Famer. That's no, I, that. Let's stick I, to Cam Newton, please. I agree. You know, <laughs> and, but I'm saying, if you take a look at his offense, you know who does he really have? He's got oh, white, white in the backfields. Uh, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. Yeah. He was banged up last year. I, I have a feel. I mean, you got to think about it. You add Cam Newton into the offense. You got an offensive genius and Josh McDaniels. Think of all the possibilities that he's drawing up right now for packages they can run. Cam's still going to be involved in the running game as a quarterback. I don't think he's. they're going to completely take that out of his game. I think they'd be foolish to, and I think he'd probably struggle if they did that. But also you got to look at, he's coming off a year. He didn't really play too much last year. He had the surgery. He's sat out a whole offseason. He's posting these videos on Instagram where he looks stronger and bigger than ever. And as you said, 31, that's like where... That's kind of when you start to enter your prime of your career as a quarterback. It's when you start to, you know, really... you you got all the experience he's a former mvp you right. know he's got a going into a one of, with the greatest coach ever a situation there so it's yeah. kind of the time where you you kind of near that peak right cuz you should be having your good years between around 28 to maybe 32 33 right so this would be his prime time right now for cam newton unless you're a guy like patrick mahomes or deshaun watson because they entered the league and they were high right they didn't have to go from low and, and work their way up. I mean, Mahomes had a great arm. He, he already won a Super Bowl. I don't know. How old is Mahomes? Is he like 25, 26 years old? Yeah. Something like that? Yep. Uh, you know, so he still, I mean, right around the age where Cam Newton was still, you know, at, at his prime. But right now, you know, this is, should be the time where you're at that top of the curve and ready to go and ready to, to hopefully lead a team. Uh, and, and for Newton, he gets to lead the New England Patriots right now under the leadership of Belichick and... Yeah, that's a great situation for him. I mean, how for, how often do you replace an MVP quarterback, right? You had him for 20 years, and then his successor is also an MVP quarterback. It's not often. How did the league let that happen? 
Uh, it's the rest of the team owners. Nobody wanted to take a chance on Newton. I don't know if it, it. I don't think it's a big chance. It's not a high risk. No, I think paid it's him a seven high, and a half million. Yeah. In terms of quarterback pay, that's like a five dollars. It's like high reward. There's there's no risk in high reward. I, it made total sense to the New England Patriots to dra- uh, to sign uh, Cam Newton, and they did it. You know, and and now you know teams. Uh, I don't know. What, what, Jacksonville again needed a quarterback. The Steelers probably should have got a quarterback. Uh, you know, it's just nobody else jumped on Newton. Uh, and that's Other teams. Shocking. You got the Bears paying $21 million for Foles and 17 more for Trubisky. I, both of those guys, I would probably take Cam Newton over. I mean, it's just, it's in, it's kind of insane to think about. Even L.A., right? Ty, Ty I, I, you had you drafted A-Bear. Obviously, that's your future plan. But you, So if, if Herbert's not starting this year... You're gonna start, and Cam Newton is an option for apparently seven and a half million dollars. Tyrod Taylor over Cam Newton? Like, are you kidding me? That's not even a no. That's not even a discussion. I mean, you should go Cam Newton over you know majority of the quarterbacks right now. Tyrod Taylor's probably older than Cam Newton. <laughs> Let's see, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor right now, uh, oh, he's thirty. He's one year younger. Oh, one year younger. One year he's younger. Close. But still, I mean, you have Newton, the MVP back in 2015, and uh, Taylor, who maybe had a, a couple nice years with the Bills. They made one. They made it to the playoffs one time, and they lost in the first game. Right. I mean, the Bills. Then he came to Cleveland and almost immediately got replaced win. by uh, Baker Mayfield. Four games. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing changed from Cleveland. He got out of there real quickly. Yeah. No. Just it's just like. I just it just kind of baffles me how how we let the Patriots get another MVP quarterback. I just I'd still say like, that, that I the mean Ravens, if, if, hey maybe if if Gardner Minshew lights it up this next year uh, maybe I'll change my change my uh, my opinion on this. But I, I personally I don't think that's going to happen. And I think Cam Newton probably would have been a better option. But it doesn't seem like Jacksonville's really playing to win this year anyway. So. Um, they fell in love with with uh, Minshew, though. They, I don't know why, but they he had an okay season last year. Uh, but you know, as we take a look, like maybe the the, Ra- the Ravens are going to be better than than the Patriots. I I think so, right? Because if you break down the AFC, right, who's going to be better now than the Patriots? Because you got the Ravens, you got, I mean, maybe the Bills were a a, a pick before this signing. I don't know if they will. They're now, no longer the the favorites in Vegas. It's now New England, is it to win the division again? For the past twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, can't, I think right now the only teams you can guarantee will be better are Kansas City, right? Probably Baltimore. And after that, I mean, if you look at the the AFC South, it's just so up in the air. Uh, you don't even know who's going to pass in that division. I mean, it could be Indy if things go right. Could be Houston if if they get it together. Of course, they have this Sean Watson, the Titans. I mean, they made that run last year. We'll see if Tannehill can do it again. And Personally, I'm a skeptic of that, but right. Well, with Deshaun Watson, you know, now he doesn't even have DeAndre Hopkins to throw to. Hopkins yeah. is now with the uh, the Cardinals, right? Yep. Yeah. The yeah the, the so South for, will be interesting yeah. this year. Uh, I mean, I think. I mean, the Colts have a really good roster, and now you plug in Philip Rivers. 
maybe a little bit better than Brissett, and they won, what, eight games last year, seven, eight games last year. So maybe that gets you one or two more wins. It probably won't take too much. I mean, I, I would think a 10-win team comes out of that division as the champ. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I probably, I think at the Patriots were like eight and a half, the over-under on wins before they got Cam. Now it's nine and a half. I mean, honestly, you, I don't even, we, you could probably, the only two you can guarantee in the AFC that are better are Kansas City and and uh, Baltimore. Yeah. And I, I I struggled to come up with names. I'm like, all right, well, the, the reigning Super Bowl champions, Kansas City and Baltimore. I mean, I don't know who else really w- would have a I don't chance. think Pittsburgh's better. I don't think Cleveland's better. Cincinnati. I mean, let's let's face it, they're in kind of their... Oh, so this is year one after going two and fourteen. Right, I mean, they're in their rebuilding stage. They're right. not going to be uh, looking at the division. Miami's ex- not going to be better. As excited we are for the, the Bengals season, yeah, I mean you have to to look at it realistically. You know, and this is coming from a Jet fan who, I mean, I look at this season realistically every time. And the Jets, you know, if they do something great, if not, oh well. I mean, they they just need to get better and better year after year. See what they can. They they just need like a coach. But now let's see what the Bengals can do with uh, Taylor. At, at the helm, Zach Taylor as the uh, the coach for the Cincinnati Bengals, because with him, Burrow, and, and the other guys that they have, I think the Bengals have a chance at being a, a good team this year. But you know, you can't really. It, it's a big question mark right now. You I'm going to shut that down right now. You can't pinpoint anything. The in Bengals space. will not have a winning record this year. <laughs> like, what's a good team in your eyes? You, well, you're saying it could potentially be a good team. Uh, let's say it'd be better than last year. What's that say? They won two games. Well, right. I mean, I'm saying look that at their going, division, man. They're in. they're going to be better than they were last year, and I would say about anywhere in the ballpark from, I say, four to seven wins. I'd, I'd give it that range, right? I still say that they're going to be under 500, but I'm going to say that there's going to be a lot of improvement from year one to year two, from last year to this year. Yeah. Well, anyway, that doesn't matter. They're not better than the Patriots. Okay. Well, right. We'll go to their we'll go to their own division. You could dispute the Bills, maybe, if things go right. I don't think Josh Allen has answered all of his critics necessarily. The offense struggled mightily at times last year. They added Stephon Diggs, so you could assume they could only get better and they have a really solid defense. That's the only team that's going to compete with New England in yeah. their division. The Jets and Dolphins, I mean I mean the Jets are still battling back and forth between trying to keep Jamal Adams or trade him. Right. Adams I mean he's probably the best safety out there in the league right now. Right? I mean, any, you don't got any pushback on that one, right? Hey, Jamal Adams has been a, a pretty great player so far for the Jets, and he wants out. Well, then Jets' defense is going to take a hit. I'm sorry. But, I mean, Greg Williams did a nice job with the Jets' defense, but you, know, you need a couple star players like that. They had Darrell Rivas. Then they lost him, and they brought him back. He wasn't the same. They have you know Jamal Adams now, and they, they should try to sign him. I would say sign him to a long-year contract or, you know, Give him, appease him. You know, don't he seem he's a good guy. He's not a distraction on the team. You know, you gotta give him, you know, reward him for being a leader in that in that uh, clubhouse, yeah. in the uh, in the locker room. But anyway, they're not again. They're not better again, than New England, right? I mean, plus, just, you know, just look. I I just think of like all the possibilities that uh, that you know. The, this offense could have now. I mean, we don't know what they're going to run schematically. Obviously, it won't be the same as when Brady was in there. But McDaniel's is a very good offensive mind as a head coach or as an offensive coordinator, rather. And they have Newton with Sonny Michelle. They have James White. So you got great backs already. You still have Edelman and Sanu. 
Uh, they got Nikhil Harry that they drafted last year. They're expecting big things out of him. I think the defense is still going to be pretty solid. So, yeah, I mean, they could realistically get a home playoff game again. That's not out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, you're going to have two wins against the Jets, probably, right? You'll have two wins. Even though, I mean, this is the Dolphins with Tua. All right, do you think Tua's going to start with, with uh, Miami? I don't. I, I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Fitzpatrick. See, and Fitzpatrick already has a win. I, I don't know if it's... You think with Cam Newton it's going to be two guaranteed wins over Miami and, and the Jets? I mean, I'll run down their schedule right now. They play the Dolphins at home week one. Of course, it's before injuries or anything else happens. Who knows? They could right. be dumb and start Stidham instead of Newton. I don't know. Uh, probably not. Probably won't be the case. But they open up at home against the Dolphins. That's a win. Go to Seattle. Probably a loss. One and one. Raiders come to them. Two and one. Go to the Chiefs. I'll call that a loss as well. Two and two. Broncos at home. Three and two. They got the Niners at home. And I'll give them that game just from the Niners having to go to the East Coast. That's four and two. They go to Buffalo. Let's say Buffalo gets them one time. Four and three. Beat the Jets. Five and three. I think on Monday night they play in at home against Baltimore. They could win that game. Six and three. Go to the Texans. You know. Like, that's the only th- The schedule's a little tough for them this year. That's the only thing to where you might hold back on them being right. the great Patriot teams that we've seen win 13, 14 games, no problem, have the one seed locked up, and they're starting to rest guys here and there towards the end of the year. But I don't, I don't think they're going to struggle to win 9, 10 games, and I don't think that's out of the question to win that division. Right. And, I mean, everything else, you know, Miami right now, they're still rebuilding. So we, we'll keep Miami. They're, they're in the same kind of boat that uh, the Bengals are in. you got to keep, you know, the, uh, the Jets, probably not. So you got to keep the Jets down. Uh, the bank, uh, the Bills, uh, but the Bills, they, they could compete. I'd say the Bills get around 9-10 wins. Is that too much to ask for? 9-10 to 10 from the from Buffalo? I mean, they won 10 last year. They got better, so no, in yeah. theory. So we should have, you know, it, it's going to be a competition maybe between New England and, and the Bills. But uh, with the signing of Cam Newton again from the New England Patriots, uh, you know, the division now is favored by New England, and they're probably going to win it for... I don't know how many years straight now, but it seems like they've gone uncontested. I mean, and plus, I mean, Newton has everything to prove, right? He's got a year. He's playing for his next contract this next year. He's only getting seven and a half this year. Of course, there's some incentives that uh, haven't really been released yet, but apparently they, they'll pay him nicely if he does some certain things, probably like pass for 4,000 yards and certain amount of touchdowns and stuff right. like that. But, I mean, he's got everything to play for. He's coming off. He didn't, he, you know, he's banged up last year. He recovered. He's had this whole off season. He's been, you see him, he's been out throwing and working out at things like that. And as I just said, he's playing for his next contract now. And whether that's with New England or not, if New England get a Super Bowl out of him, I don't think they care either way. Right. And if he does a nice job with New England, maybe they have their future quarterback for the next five, six years. They could. And then they'll wreak havoc on the league for even longer. How long do you think Belichick's got? What, I mean, where's, where's there to step away from right now? <laughs> Probably nothing. I mean, I think he also is in it to prove he can win without Brady. The interesting question is, right, now, because the whole, the whole thing is with uh, everybody's all high on Tampa Bay now because they think uh, they've signed Gronk and all of a sudden the greatest offense ever, which it's a conversation for another day. But the whole thing has been, oh, well, we'll you know, the Patriots are going to have Stidham, so we're really going to see what Belichick's about. And like a lot of the, the the Brady supporters in that argument were saying, "Oh, there's, we're really going to see how much Tom Brady meant." 
So it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, turns the argument now that it'll be Cam Newton instead right. of Stidham to be the one. Because, I mean, I don't care what you say. It's not easy to take a completely different quarterback, completely different playing style, and get him to translate what Tom Brady did for the Patriots. So if, I You'll mean. You'll see what Belichick is made out of as a, as a coach. You'll see what you know, Josh McDaniels is uh, as, as an offensive coordinator. Because now you don't have the immobile you know, Tom Brady drop back in the pocket and pass it. Now you've got you know a mobile quarterback in Cam Newton who can also throw. Uh, so it's, it's a nice one-two punch right there for, for Cam Newton. And see what Belichick and, and McDaniels can do. That's about it. I mean, you'll, you'll really see what they can do. I mean, if they got Tom Brady, they knew how to work with Tom Brady, and they knew how to win with him. Now let's see if they know how to win with Cam Newton. Should be an interesting football season to, to see. Uh, of course, hopefully everything goes as planned and you know, is relatively COVID-free uh, for that season. But, again, nothing's guaranteed at this point. But what is guaranteed, it is 6.46 on the clock, 29th day of June. We'll take another short break on the Sportsman and then wrap up show coming up next. As you're listening to Sportsman on 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. Good work takes hard work. Acre after acre, year after year, since 1916, durable, gravely tractors, mowers, and equipment are still working hard. Since 1948, Gravely has been working hard at Wakefield Garage, located one mile east of Albany. See the line of zero turns, stand on, walk behind mowers, and get your next hardworking, extremely durable Gravely at Wakefield Garage. Wakefield's also has complete service on riding and push mowers and blade sharpening. Wakefield Garage, 3747 and Low Road, 740-593-3815. Gravely Equipment. Built around you. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. Rutland Bottle Gas's annual Customer Appreciation Day is being held this year for one day only on Friday, July 3rd from 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. This is the day we say thank you to all our loyal customers. Bring your grill tank to either one of our locations at 177 North Plains Road the Plains or 282 Main Street in Rutland and get it filled for only $8. Bring your appetite, free hot dogs and refreshments. Sign up for a chance to win a free grill and be sure to check out all our in-store savings on all items. And lastly, be sure to ask about our summer fill specials on propane delivered to your home. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sportsman right here on 970 WATH. Mills and Mike with Joe work at you until 7 o'clock. Sportsman presented by JK Contracting. About 10 more minutes, 11 more minutes of the program than top of the hour with CBS News. Not a whole lot of sports fans this week, just today and then Thursday as it's Athens Baseball back on the radio station uh, tomorrow. Again, that will be a 7 o'clock first pitch, 6.50 with a pregame. Then on Wednesday, uh, we got to check times on Wednesday. Not sure uh, when. Is that a 1 o'clock game on Wednesday? Did I, did I read that right? Uh, 
later on the schedule? Because it seems like Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday at one o'clock versus Jackson. Uh, so that's an early, early game on Wednesday uh, for the Athens attack. And then uh, Lancaster starting on Friday. So it's a busy baseball week here for the Athens attack and us at the station. Are we calling the first part of that uh, first game against Jackson? See, that's why I got to check. I got to check with upper management and see what we because we've already started the game. It's already in the books. We might as well finish it, right? I mean, it makes sense to me. That's the bottom of the fourth inning when it happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right. That was, that was what it was. Right. Like, are they going to see it out to the seventh for that game? I think so. Unless I are they just going to? Because I think. We were told technically they only had to get through four and a half innings for it to count as a game. Right, and they were at. I remember Cornwell was at the plate at that time, and Trainer had just hit a. Yeah, could have been Cornwell then. Well, uh, Lonis might have been at the plate. Cornwell always hits for Trainer. Right. Yeah, maybe it was Trainer at the plate then. No, no Trainer just it, hit an it, RBI yeah, single right before yeah, Reese Lonis. Yeah, Lonis. Yeah, Lonis is up, and then Lightning, and then Lightning got delayed and, and pushed everything back. Uh, but we will have Athens baseball tomorrow on Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and then Friday, Saturday. And if Athens makes it that far, Sunday, uh, all coming up, which should be a fun week. And then, you know, the, the news right now, you know, shifting gears from the NFL and, you know, Athens over towards the uh, the NBA. Uh, you know, a Cleveland Cavalier, I think he was a favorite. Yeah, maybe not in the finals you know, a year ago or two years ago, but uh, J.R. Smith, it looks like J.R. Smith will be heading to the Lakers. Uh, so that would be a, a big signing for, for uh, Los Angeles. Uh, they plan to sign J.R. Smith and submit his name as part of the franchise's roster for the restart in Orlando, Florida, sources told ESPN and Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, Smith and the Lakers have been discussing a deal since starting guard Avery Bradley opted out for the season restart last week. Uh, but J.R. Smith you know, reuniting again with LeBron James. I think this is one everybody really saw coming once they saw Avery Bradley wasn't going to play. You kind of heard the buzz around right away that they should go bring in J.R. Smith. It's a smart move. I mean, he went on those title runs with the Cavs. Of course, they only won the one, but they were in the finals every year there. So you got an experienced veteran who's, you know, seen postseason basketball. And, you know, he's going to add some depth depth on this Lakers team. And, uh, and uh, I don't, you know, with this whole basketball return, you really don't know what to expect. I, I just don't, because the whole time we were saying it's going to be Lakers-Clippers in the West, and there's really no doubt about it. Um, and then, you know, whoever comes out of the East is probably going to be Milwaukee. But you just don't know. With uh, them sitting out so long, anything could happen. If a team, all a team has to do in a playoffs is come back hot and, you know, catch one of the higher seeds like maybe Houston or the Clippers or the Lakers, even if they catch them on a couple bad nights, then all of a sudden it could change everything. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the danger of the postseason, you know, because you don't have the rest of the regular season to back you up. You know, maybe if it was a regular season that, you know, all right, you win X amount of games, you get the one seed, and then you have to go against a team who might not, not have had as a lot of success uh, as you did as the eight seed. But still, uh, you know, for the NBA, starting back up on the 31st. and First game's actually on the 30th. 30th? Yep. Okay, so they, what did they, move up their, their date or just... Because I know they were aiming for a 31st, July they 31st two games start. on July 30th. Utah and New Orleans play, and then it's Lakers-Clippers. They do ha- they're not going straight into a postseason, by the way. They do have regular season games still to play. So finish up the regular season and then advance forward? Because I, I think they have a re- uh, 
expanded playoffs, do they not? I don't know if it's expanded playoffs. I just remember that they not every team is getting to come back and play. Only the teams that were kind of in contention for a playoff spot are still involved. Right. Um, but again, J.R. Smith with the Lakers uh, joins Deion Waiters, Alec, uh, guard Alex Caruso, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Uh, they will largely, largely carry the burden after Bradley's departure. And then, of course, they've got... Uh, Rajon Rondo uh, on the Lakers bench and LeBron James. I mean, the the only thing that works against J.R. Smith right now is back in 2018 was his last game, November 2018. So it's been a while since Smith has been out on a court, but he's been training. I've seen videos of him working out. I think this is a, a solid signing by the Lakers to try to get ready for whenever the season on the 30th restarts and it gets back on again. Well, yeah, before the COVID hit, there was always rumors throughout the season that uh, the Lakers were thinking about bringing JR on anyway. And then just the opportunity kind of arose when Bradley announced he wouldn't be playing. Uh, they needed another guard, especially a two. He plays some solid defense. JR can shoot the ball, knock down three still a little bit. And, you know, that's kind of what the Lakers need. Uh, they got the star power. They got LeBron. They got Anthony Davis. You know that they're, they're set there. But they need the supporting cast because, uh, you know, the Clippers roster runs deep. And if they're going to go through a seven-game series with them, they're going to need some depth. So, I mean, that's kind of what the move is there. I don't think JR is going to be asked to play any kind of big minutes, probably anywhere from 15 to 20 a game. Just kind of bridge the gap for the starters. Um, whenever it is, I think it should be exciting to, to watch the NBA come back. NHL nearing Phase 4, MLB nearing uh, closely and closely to returning now. Uh, with spring training starting around the 23rd through the uh, 26th. Uh, but sports are coming back. You know, We've got Athens all the way up until the 12th, and then uh, maybe a couple of spring training games, and right back into baseball, and that should lead us all the way into football come this fall, uh, which I think is going to be an exciting season for sports, right? Because you have all this buildup of nothing, and then you get the MLB, you get the NBA, you get the NHL, you've already got UFC and golf going on, you got NASCAR going on. I mean, you got anything and everything just happening right in the back half of the, the summer months as we near uh, over into the winter and fall. Uh, it, it should be, I think, an exciting time for sports all trying to come back, and no matter what channel you flip on, you've catch some kind of game or sporting event no matter what you see yeah you're gonna go i mean if everything works out it's just it's hard to be optimistic when we keep seeing these these we're having a kind of second wave some of the big states are starting to spike back up in their cases um so i mean hopefully it all goes off but uh it's kind of gonna be kind of funny how you're gonna go from not having any sports to watch to literally every sports channel is going to have some kind of different sport on and you know, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a lot of selection, and the, the fact that it's meaningful, all of it too. You know, the NBA's wrapping up the regular season, going straight into postseason play. NHL's going straight into the postseason. Uh, baseball, you're only playing 60 games, so every game's gonna matter. Um, and then we'll have all that lead you right up into the start of the NFL season. So, right, and as we we near that uh, you know, restart and getting back into sports, at least for baseball, I mean, some players have already opted out to say, hey, we're not playing this season. Uh, that includes World Series champion uh, Washington Nationals slugger and longtime infielder Ryan Zimmerman and pitcher Joe Ross. Uh, they won't play. General Manager Mike Rizzo says the team supports Zimmerman and Ross deciding not to play the 60-game season. That's set to start late July. Zimmerman says his family situation factored into his decision. 
His mother is at high risk for coronavirus because of multiple uh, sclerosis. And he has three young children, including a newborn. The 35-year-old says the decision does not mean he is retiring. Uh, but, you know, it's a difficult decision to, to put people in, you know, because we still got the pandemic going on. And like you said, we're on that second wave. Uh, but, you know, people have to make kind of a, a, a decision right here. Players got to make the decision. Do they play or do they, uh, you know, kind of disappear for a couple months? go play on TV, and then see their family after. I mean, that's a different aspect to, to take into account here. But either way, I mean, Minnesota Twins have a couple sitting out. I think they had the first uh, Diamondbacks pitcher, Mike Leak, uh, was one of the first to say that he was opting out. Um, I haven't heard anything about the Reds with any of their players opting out of the season yet. Uh, I know the Mets haven't had anybody opt out, but still it's an option. I don't think the owners can really hold it against them should they of the side top out because of health and safety. Yeah, uh, of course, you can't really knock it out. I'm more interested to see of, uh, you know, just kind of how urgent, you know, teams are playing. Because obviously in baseball, you know, some guys, they start out their whole month, you start out the, you know, some guys when they come back their first month, they're kind of in a slump. It takes them a little bit to get going. You can't really do that in this season because you're, if you're in a month slump, you know, that's half the season over. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be urgent that these guys come back ready to play right away. And, you know, there's not going to be much room for error because, you know, what if a team that was supposed to be mediocre gets a little bit hot and it's only 60 games? Because we always see a couple baseball teams every year play really well in the first half of the season. Then they kind of lose in the back half and fade back to where they're supposed to be. So I wouldn't be surprised that a couple of these teams that were predicted to be kind of middle of the road, Hoping around 70, 80 wins aren't quite as so- are get on a bit of a run and you know sneak into the postseason. They could. And it's a bigger postseason, expanded playoffs, designated hitter in the NL. But we, we'll get into it a little bit uh, next show. But still, this is the Sportsman on 970, 97.1 FM. Thanks for joining us. Athens baseball tomorrow. No Sportsman. We'll see you then.